Hey everyone, I'm Alex Cantor. And I'm Lily Rosenthal. Welcome to our podcast, Hot Pastrami. We are coming to you from our favorite booth at Cantor's Deli here in LA. We're going to invite some of our friends to join us for a chat over some matzo ball soup and pastrami sandwiches. So join us for new episodes of Hot Pastrami every week on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, YouTube, or wherever you listen to podcasts. See you soon. Bye. I am Sarah Jane Case, and this is Enneagram and Coffee. Hello, friends. Welcome back to the podcast. I hope the week is treating you well. We're switching things up a little bit. I had one episode planned uh, for today that I decided to swap out because it's my birthday. The day this goes live, I turn 38 and I thought it would be fun to do 38 things I've learned in my 38 years on earth. 38 is a decent amount of things to talk about, so I'm going to run through them kind of quickly so that it's not, you know, a three-hour long episode, but if you want me to go deeper on any of the points, let's let's do that. Just let me know. All right, number one is under-promise and over-deliver. <laughs> I think this is like how I try to brace every interaction that I have with anyone, especially in business. I learned this the hard way by over-promising and under-delivering when I was much younger. I think especially as a seven, you're like, yeah, I can do that. I can do that. I can do that. Now I really try my hardest to not commit to things that I can't do. And if I do commit to things that I can't do, owning that, you know, being, being responsible for that. But at the same time, the less that you promise and the more you deliver. I think it's a really good way to live. I think it leads to more satisfaction with the interactions you have in your life. The second one is that all feelings are temporary. Every emotion is going to come. It's going to hit your body. It's going to feel really intense. And then at some point, it's going to leave. And that's okay. You will survive it. You will get through it. Every emotion is a sensation that happens in your body that will come and it will go. And that's for positive and negative. Positive feelings can't be sustained for the rest of your life. And negative feelings will not suck you under and trap you for the, forever. They will come and they will go. Number three, the best things in life happen on the other side of discomfort. If you're feeling a little like that makes me nervous, I don't want to do that, it makes me uncomfortable, that takes me out of my comfort zone, that's often the the exact path to take, in my opinion, in my experience. On the other side of that is often some of the best experiences that you could have. And at the very least, you miss out on a lot of great experiences if you're unwilling to risk a bad experience. Number four, insecurities are contagious and yours are probably not your own, meaning you picked up your insecurities along the way from hearing someone talk badly about themselves or someone else and you took that on as if it's something that is yours to be concerned about, but it was actually never yours to carry. Insecurities are things are learned things that don't have to belong to you and can be put down as you wish. Similarly, because I think insecurities are contagious, I'm very careful about the way that I talk about myself and the way I talk about others because I don't want those, I don't want to give anyone an insecurity. I don't want to add to the things that people have to worry about or to the shame that people carry. Number five, everyone has fat. I learned this through how I 
approach talking to our kid about fatness. I have gotten, I, before I kind of came to this, I'd already gone through the journey of my, you know, my body journey. I it was, it went from body positivity to body neutrality, to self-love, to embracing all that I am and all of its different forms. And part of that was embracing the word fat and just saying like, that's not something to be ashamed of. It's not something that's bad. And the way that I talk to my kid about it is everybody has fat. Everybody has fat on their body. Some people have more, some people have less. Some people have that in their arms more. Some people have that in their hips more. There's nothing wrong with having fat and fat is part of being humans and it just shows up differently on different bodies. That's it. Number six take care of future you. Whenever possible, think about what future you might need. Be constantly in pursuit of taking care of you in the future. And this can help you to not live so much in reaction mode and and live much more in proactive mode so that life can be a little bit more easeful. If future me has got her clothes laid out for her, she has her schedule planned for her. She has her breakfast already kind of laid out and determined, or maybe she has some of her ingredients for her meals prepped. She feels really well taken care of. And so I never have to live in a space where no one's thought of me, but at the same time, I can consistently be um, caring for her in the future, um, never getting, you know, very rarely getting caught behind on taking care of myself. Number seven if it's hysterical, it's historical. So if something that you're experiencing has a big reaction, you have a big emotion about it, it feels really intense, maybe there's some time that you've experienced something like this before that this reminds you of, that some really deep part of you is responding to here because you didn't get to protect yourself then. And so you are insisting on protecting yourself now. And if you can pause yourself, slow yourself down, be conscious of where that's coming from. You can kind of reorganize the way that you're responding in the real time moment. For me, that takes a lot of time. It takes a lot of space. It's slower than I would like for it to be a lot of times, but if you can do it, it's really supportive. And sometimes I can do it and sometimes I can't. (laughs) Sometimes it feels like, no, this is the moment. And sometimes it doesn't. And that's part of the journey. But generally, right, if it's if it's a big expression, it's a big reaction to what could be, quote unquote, a small moment, maybe there's something it's reminding you of. Number eight, confidence is built in action. When you feel scared to try something, you're feeling kind of in, you're giving yourself an imposter syndrome experience or you're having a, an imposter syndrome experience or you're feeling uncomfortable or nervous just remember that confidence is built in action. You're not going to build confidence in your head by thinking about it a lot. You're going to build the confidence by giving it a go, figuring out what works, what doesn't work, making improvements and doing it again. And that as you put yourself out there, as you try new things, you become more confident because you see that you have it. You have yourself, you can handle it. You can, failure is not the, a detriment. It is just a stepping stone on your way to growth. Number nine, integrity is the key to self-trust. As you start to build up your sense of self-trust and your personal understanding that like you can be trusted to make decisions, to lead, to do what you need to do in the world, 
it's really helpful if you live according to your own values. A lot of times we see types like type six who maybe lack self-trust and they're like, but I'm very values driven. I have a strong sense of integrity. And one of the things that can come up is that you have built your values off of the values of someone else and not your own set of values. So therefore, you're always kind of questioning, am I living up to this other person's standard of what is right or wrong or good or bad? Instead, align yourself, get clear on what your own values are, what is important to you, and then live according to those values and trust yourself to be a good person, trust yourself to make the right decisions because you know you will make the decisions according to your values. Number 10, you are in a relationship to yourself. That relationship needs to be healthy. If you want to have a healthy relationship to yourself, you're going to look at it in terms of what a healthy relationship looks like. Trust, safety, communication, encouragement, even romance, and have that with yourself. Am I building trust with myself through living through my in my values? Am I creating a safe place for myself? Do I make decisions that keep me safe and keep me um, protected and have my best interest at heart? Am I communicating with myself? Am I journaling? Am I asking myself hard questions? Am I romancing myself? Am I taking myself on adventures, taking myself out on dates, buying myself flowers? Take yourself seriously. Take that relationship to yourself seriously and make sure it's really healthy. Number 11, the path of least regret. I don't know if this is a lesson I learned or if I came out of the womb this way, but this is kind of like my ultimate mantra or how I've chosen to live my life, which is what is going to be the path of least regret. In every decision that I have to make, I try to ask myself that decision. Of course, this is very seven of me. I have this fear of ending my life and looking back and having regret. Um, That is like my (laughs) worst fear is like, what if I haven't done everything? What if I haven't experienced everything? And that, so it's kind of a guiding light for me of what will be the path of least regret here. I think it often causes me to make the more compassionate choice, to make the riskier choice, to choose myself in moments that it's maybe a little bit tricky to do so. Number 12, short-term happiness should not replace long-term satisfaction. I think this is a lesson I am always learning and will always be learning, and I am in relationship to very deeply right now as we do our no-spend year in pursuit of some of our long-term goals. It's like limiting short-term happiness is sometimes really scary for me, but choosing to approach that from the pursuit of long-term happiness and long-term satisfaction can be really motivating. And oftentimes I'll choose and have chosen short-term happiness over long-term peace, long-term satisfaction. Okay. Number 13, people remember how you made them feel, not how impressive you are. I think that's a quote from Oprah or something along those lines, but I really believe that to be true. I don't think it really matters what you have achieved what you've accomplished, how great you are. People want to know that you see them. So few people 
ever get seen in their lives. And when you take the time to ask good questions, to be curious about people, to meet them in a place of curiosity, that is so much more meaningful and so much more memorable than showing off or listing off your accomplishments. Number 14, it's okay to lose relationships that aren't right for you. That's a really tricky one. And for some of you, I know that's a really hard one. But all relationships are not meant to be lifelong relationships. Some of them are and some of them will be. And I think it's okay to choose who those people are and to fight for those relationships even when it's hard to withstand conflict to make that possible. But also sometimes relationships are just temporary. They're just there for a season. Sometimes they come in and and it's great. And then sometimes it starts to twist and turn and it no longer feels good anymore. And it's okay for that to be a temporary relationship. Some relationships are forever. Very few of those are the case, right? That I think for most of us, that's, at least for me, I mean, that's like six people and every other relationship is we're doing this for a season or for as long as it works for both of us, really. Number 15 is rest always makes me more productive. I think for a long time, I thought if I wanted to get more done, I needed to just never stop working. And I've learned over the years that I actually get much more done when I give myself shorter amounts of time to do that. There's a rule for this. I can't remember the name right now, but it's that tasks will expand to fit the time allotted for them. And that is so true that when you give yourself infinite amount of time to work on something, you actually become less focused, less clear, less productive. Give yourself time to rest. Give yourself time to miss it, to think about it and come back and you'll use your time more wisely. Number 16, enjoying the process of doing something makes the time seem to come out of nowhere. So if there's something that you're avoiding, something that you feel like you never have time to do, how can you make it more enjoyable for yourself? I think really specifically to, you know, a lot of times with movement, I have, you know, had movement practices and then I've gotten really bored with them and I've learned over time that I really love to lift weights. That's like probably my favorite. But at the same time, I also need constant change. Um, I love yoga. I love dancing. I love I love running, you know, before pre-lung stuff. Um, but as we we make time for the things that we enjoy, So how can you enjoy the things that you're not making time for that you know you want to? I think a really good example of this in my own life has been cooking. I've always thought of cooking as, okay, I need to do this in like 30 minutes or less. And actually, I found that I enjoy cooking more when I'm making most of the things from scratch. I'm taking my time. I'm giving myself lots of space and time to do something really creative. I enjoy it more and therefore I make the time to do it. Number 17, changing your routine isn't a bad thing. I think for a lot of people, there's a fear around changing your routine up because it feels like you're not sticking to anything or you're not getting what you want. 
out of your routine. And I think that's where we have to be clear about what's our intention here. Uh, For me, often my routine exists so that I can fit in all the things I want to (laughs) do, all of the ways I want to take care of myself or the things I want to get done or the play I want to have. And sometimes it's working and then it stops working and I need to change it up. I need to see why did I, why did this routine stop and solve that problem and make the necessary adjustments to make it work better instead of what a lot of people do, which I see a lot of people I work with do is go, I just can't stick to anything. Maybe that's true. I don't know. But also maybe that routine worked for you for a while and it's not working for you anymore and you need to just get curious and problem solve. It's not a bad thing to want to switch things up. It's not a bad thing to know why you're doing what you're doing so that you can stick to it for the time that you need to stick to it. Number 18, stay in constant conversation with yourself. This is probably the thing that has helped me the most in my life is that I am journaling every day, sometimes multiple times a day. I'm just in constant conversation with my thoughts, my feelings, my reactions. I'm paying attention to who I am, what I want, what I need, how I'm feeling. And I'm listening to her and I'm adjusting. And I think that's a really nice, it's really nice in terms of self-support. I feel very supported by myself and I trust myself to figure it out. You know, if, if something seems confusing or frustrating or I don't understand it, I know we'll have a conversation about it and we'll figure it out. Number 19, boundaries are saying yes to what you want, not no to what you don't want. When you set a boundary around your time, around your energy, around your space, it's not cutting off. It's opening up in the right direction. It's kind of like you're building a hallway in the direction you want to go and you're closing all the doors and all the routes that are the wrong way. This can be really hard, especially if you have FOMO or you worry about missing out on opportunities. That can be really tricky because it feels like saying no to any opportunity is saying no to all opportunities, but that's not true. You're saying no to the opportunities you don't want so you can say yes, you have time, space, and energy to say yes to the things you do. Similarly, number 20 is boundaries with people are about maintaining that relationship, not cutting it off. When you set a boundary with someone, when someone sets a boundary with you, that is an attempt to maintain a relationship with you, to keep the relationship. It doesn't, it's not about cutting that relationship off. So see that as an opening, not a closing. Number 21, movement is the get happy and confident quick pill. <laughs> I really believe this. When you have a regular movement practice, it is kind of just inherent confidence. It builds a sense of self. It builds a sense of strength. Of It gives you all the happy chemicals. Like if you were like, I just need to feel better today, move your body and, and you will feel better today. And Movement has is, is been so twisted by diet culture into being this thing that's a punishment or something to fix yourself with, but it's actually something for you to enjoy, to 
build up your happiness, to build up your confidence, to make you feel strong, to help you to age in a way that feels like comfortable on your body, it's for you. It's a good, exciting thing to get to do. It's not a punishment. Number 22, always work out on a day that you have something that intimidates you. Because like I said, it is that happiness and confidence pill that we all are like hoping for on a day that we have to like do something really hard. I try really hard if I have an interview for something or if I have something I'm really scared about to move my body that morning because I am much more confident and secure and empowered on a day that I move my body. Number 23 If you start to wear your hair up every day, it's time for a haircut. (laughs) And I think this is like a a placeholder for if you start to notice yourself not doing something, it's time for a change. So if I am all of a sudden never wearing my hair down, I know I'm ready for a haircut. If I am, you know, all of a sudden I'm not doing my work, my movement practice, I I've been consistent for months and months and months, and then boom, I stop. It's time for a change. I need to switch up my routine a little bit. It's That's the data, is if you have this really, really healthy thing you, you love doing or this thing's really supportive for you, you quit doing it, time for a change. Number 24 is the circle of control, meaning it's really fun to hold on to the illusion of control, but all that's actually within our control is our feelings, our thoughts, our reactions, and the, anything that's tempting us to kind of reach outside of that circle is only an illusion. And if we can come back to what can I do, say, think, or feel in a way that works with this instead of trying to make the universe bend to my will, which... I love to think I can do. Number 25, treat your home like a business. This is maybe just like something I'm learning right now, but it's one of the lessons I've learned, so I'm putting it on the list. Thinking about my home like a business is helping me so much to really think ahead and to prioritize the right things, to systemize and structure it in a way that's like running more smoothly. Because I am so... Because I am so business-minded, I tend to know what to do at work pretty well. Like, that works for me. I can delegate tasks well. I can put boundaries around my time and my energy at work. I can um, systemize and organize and structure things in a way that really work for me at work. So putting that energy at home has been really supportive because I'm like, okay, I know where my zones of energy go I know where my husband really thrives and what our kiddo really needs. And we can kind of delegate those tasks accordingly and organize it and structure it and create little systems that make the home run more smoothly. Number 26, choose expansion, not contraction. We talked about this on Monday's episode. So if you are curious about that, definitely hop back there and listen to that. But just choosing situations that make me feel more open, expanded, instead of contracted or closed. Number 27, this is an oldie, no longer relevant to me, but maybe a little bit relevant to you if you're you're out there in the dating world. But dating should be fun. Dating should be fun. You don't have to toil over whether someone picks you or not. 
just have fun. Get to know people. Be curious about them. I think I was like giving this advice so much when I was single and I, and all my friends were single. And I think, yeah, that's definitely a lesson I, I learned and I would love to impart that wisdom to those of you who are still in the dating world. Let it be fun. Don't, don't go into it thinking, do they like me? Do they not like me? Go into it going, okay, well, I'm going to have fun here or I'm going to leave with a really good story and let that be that. Number 28, marriage is about having a witness to your life, choosing one person to love and care for and to trust to love and care for you. It doesn't have to be more complicated than that. It doesn't have to be a Disney movie version where you never frustrated with the other person. You are two people cohabitating and co-creating a life together. That is really beautiful. And it's also a lot of work, but that work is, is worth it because you have a witness to your life and you are loved and you get to share love too. Number 29, we limit in others what we limit in ourselves. What I reject in me, I am likely to reject in you. So if I notice myself judging you or judging another person, how can I reflect back and look at, do I limit this in myself? Do I feel like I'm not allowed to be this way? And if I'm being judged or experience judgment, can I release that judgment by remembering that what we limit in others, we limit in ourselves. That person is likely limiting in themselves what I feel free to express. Number 30, it's better to recycle less than more if you are unsure. <laughs> that is counterintuitive for me, but I definitely a lesson that I have learned over time. Number 31, let the world influence you. When you travel, when you talk to people in relationship, Stay open, be willing to change, be open to change, let people impact you. Number 32, vulnerability is scarier, but more worth it than strength. When you're in a conversation and you feel defensive or protective and you want to shut it down or you want to prove that you are strong, that you can handle it. What's the scarier, more vulnerable emotion underneath that that you are trying to protect? And can you express that instead? Number 33, are you running toward something or away from something? This is a question I ask myself all of the time as a seven. And when I want to make a change and that change feels abrupt or huge, I like to ask myself, is this you running towards something new or running away from something you're trying to avoid? Number 34, don't make major life decisions in a single day. <laughs> this is maybe unique to us assertive types, but yeah, I have to learn this. I've made many a major life decision in a single day and that's too, that's too short of amount of time. It's okay to take a day. It's okay to sleep on that decision and come back to it the next day. Number 35, give yourself commitment deadlines. So if you're a seven, this is, this is for you special. Give yourself deadlines for how long you will stick with something. So if you are 
tempted to quit a situation, to move on, give yourself an internal deadline of, okay, if I still feel this way in a month, three months, a year from now, then I will take action on that change. But otherwise, I'm, I'm going to stay committed, fully present, fully available. This is really helpful when you're afraid of being trapped in emotional pain because it can be tempting to change up your whole life when a negative emotion arises. Give yourself those deadlines so that you can make the decisions from a place of non-emotion and see if you would make the same choice then. Number 36, add in, don't take away when it comes to food habits. This is coming from you're a former restrictive eater and my life lesson on how to have a healthier relationship with food is to not restrict and close and cut off, but instead to add in more good things. So I want to have something that maybe feels indulgent to me like a really honestly I'm not even going to say it like that because I think that's murky territory but every meal I think about how can I add in something good here so let's say I'm making breakfast and I'm like okay I want eggs and toast I will go what can I add in here that will make this feel more nourishing can I add in a little some veg can I add in some fruit can I add in some protein What do I want to bring in to make this feel more nourishing for me? Number 37, take away, don't add when it comes to business. So the opposite here. (laughs) Don't I tend to solve emotional problems or business problems with more by adding more, by bringing in more things. And I've, I've found that often it's simplification that solves most of my problems. So Take away, don't add in when it comes to business. Finally, number 38, my last lesson for today, (laughs) be honest and kind always. If you have to communicate, be direct. Don't lie, don't sugarcoat it, don't hide your truth, but share that truth in as kind of a way as you can and That is what feels best. Be honest and kind always. Friends, it is such an honor that you are here. Thank you so much for joining me on the podcast. Thanks for spending a little bit of my birthday with me today. And as always, it is an absolute joy to create this content for you. And I'll see you tomorrow. Nope, I'll see you Monday for the next one. Bye. Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the roaring 20s. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games.